Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hello and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder. I'm Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. What up? We are coming to you on a late night, people, but the marathon continues. We cannot stop grinding this podcast. Life waits for no man. Fran, let me start off by saying happy Father's Day to you. Thank you, sir. Uh, Happy Father's Day to all the fathers that do their job out there and to the ones that don't. You know what it is. (laughs) Um, But uh, Fran, tomorrow's, yes, tomorrow. I don't know. I don't have kids. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's Father's Day. Uh, what you got planned, man? What's going on? Chillax, man. That's all you want for Father's Day? Yep. You don't want like a grill set or uh, what is that? Some, some socks that have like a uh, number one dad on them or something like that? Or? No. Just, you don't uh, just leave me the hell alone for yeah. the day. I asked Steph to give me a um, dry erase board to okay. put in my office room. Oh, to like, so, you know, so you can keep track of, yeah. you know, what's on the docket for the day? Yes, sir. I respect well, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's grown man moves, man. That's yeah, right, so we'll get that, and then uh, hopefully she gets that. Other than that, leave me alone. I would hope she gets that. It's not really asking for much. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't ask for, like, a flat screen or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, man. I, you know, I don't have any kids. I, I went to, uh, like, a birthday slash uh, Father's Day dinner for my grandfather today, and one of his daughters, my aunt, I guess. Yeah, my aunt. She goes, she almost, she like ha- she went, happy, f- oh, sorry. I was like, yeah, uh, watch it. Almost said it to you? Yeah, I was like, oh. nope, don't you know? I'll try to knock on the table, knock on the table, knock you know, because, uh, you know, that's not in the that's not in the cards mm-hmm. in the, right now. You know, I got plans. You know, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, grinding, trying to work on some new um, ventures as far as um, new uh, revenue streams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, like what? Well, I started uh, a small, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to call it a business yet. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. But basically what I do is I go door to door and I enter people's homes. I don't want to call it being an exterminator. Enter, what? What? Enter? What do you mean? Well, with their permission. Oh, okay. And I exterminate cockroaches, but pure f- footwork. I don't use chemicals. So it's almost like a... <laughs> it's not cruel. It's not, yeah, it's not cruelty free. <laughs> it's not cruelty free because I am killing the roaches. Uh, they, are, they will not survive. Uh, but I don't use chemicals in your home. It's, so it's almost like an eco-friendly, I'm like an eco-friendly extermination business. I'm starting off neighborhood, you know, door-to-door kind of thing. And, you know, if everything's kick off, you know, I got to get an LLC and, you know, incorporate yeah. and, and, and take so it from there. So do you have, like, special, some specific shoes you wear or... Stable. Well, I don't want to say, you, uh, you know, uh, you know. let's call them schmishmitas. 
because they're not paying me yet. So, you know, if we get to that point and I get a brand deal uh, for But as of right now, I'm wearing shmeters to um, stomp on these roaches or water bugs, centipedes. Uh, whatever it is that you got in your house, I will stamp on it. That's a lot of work. What? That's a lot of work. Well, you know, like I said, you know. What if they run under the stove or something? That's why they pay me the big bucks, man. You know, the, Big I'm, bucks I'm, for what? To stamp on to those not, roaches. <laughs> to stamp on the roaches? Yeah. Right. Yeah, stamp of approval, roach, roach company. You know, coming com, com to your neighborhood soon, hopefully. Pending, TM. Anyway, um, Fran, on a serious note, mm-hmm. uh, this week or this month of June, there was some crazy Uber uh, Uber driver uh, sexually assaulted a woman in Baltimore, mm-hmm. and I learned about it this week. And I went to go get the re- the like the information on it. Mm-hmm. And if you type in Uber rape rapist on Google. It's a whole bunch of it is Fran. It is unbelievable how many there are. Mm. It's just the stuff that you don't have. again, like as a man, when I was had my Achilles ruptured, I, that's how I got around. I, like mm. Sierra had to work, so I, she couldn't like not work and take me to my appointments and stuff. So I had to call an Uber to and from the, the doctors, like you know, once a week, physical mm. therapist once a week. It, not once did I think about the, the Uber driver locking the door and not and not taking me to my house or this isn't an Uber driver or something like that. I never, not one time. I barely even look at my Uber driver. I get in. I'm like, could have, could have what? Could have done that. He's and, pretty compromised. Uh, on, one Achille- on one Achilles, I'll dust <laughs> off most Uber drivers. You know what I'm saying? Like most Uber drivers are, um, they look like they're in the tech industry. Uh, like a lot of glasses. I haven't run across like a swole Uber driver yet. Knock on wood. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, that's the kind of stuff women have to think about. Mm. Or if you're not, please, I'm telling you now, if you're not, please make sure that your name of your Uber driver matches when you get in Lyft to, that the names match, that you're getting in the car you're supposed to be getting into if it says a silver Honda Accord. I don't give a shit if they say, oh, yeah, uh, it, I got a new car and it just didn't change it. Cancel the Uber and get a new Uber. Mm. I'm uh, that's Or new Lyft or whatever. I'm saying that to all of our listeners, all the affirmators out there, all our female listeners, male too, I guess, you know, but how would they pull up? I mean, I know this is an example, but how would they? If it's not the car, it's on the, on that, on that pops up. Uh-huh. How would you get into it if it's not the same car? Well, if somebody comes up, pulls up to you, and they go, uh, you know, Stephanie or whatever, because oh. you know they'll pull up and they'll ask. Sometimes if you, you don't see who where the Uber is, they yeah. might pull up on you and ask you if you are who you are. Yeah, true. And if also, they, if you're uh, inebriated too. Yeah, yeah, that too. I've heard stories of people. And I don't know how true these all of the stories are. I would I would hope there are better friends in this. But in the case of the the sexual assault that happened here, apparently the girl was drunk and her friends were like, "Girl, we're putting you in an Uber by herself." Yeah, just like oh, you know, no, no. you're drunk, get in an Uber, go home. Don't ever put your friend in a car drunk by themselves with a stranger. Yeah, that's that's insane, up. man. That is the, the most insane thing ever I've ever heard of. I would hope, and that's male or female. It yeah. doesn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. don't leave your friend solo to fend fend for themselves and find their way home. Even if you're like, well, I called the Uber myself. I programmed their address in. The person's gonna take them right to their house. Male or female, if that if that person doesn't sexually assault them, let's say you get drunk enough that you black on the back of this person's car, mm-hmm. they could take your keys out of your pocket, go in your house, take, take all money. your stuff. Yeah. You know, it, that's so irresponsible. But my main, the, the most shocking part to me, and there's another social media aspect to my um, um, affirmative murder when I get to it later mm-hmm. on in the show. Um, when I typed in Uber just to hear about this one, and I've heard about you know Uber 
Uber drivers shooting people. And yeah. I know that it's you're basically the the as the population of Uber driver drivers grow statistically, you're just gonna have inc- incidents. There's yeah. so many people. Mm-hmm. It was like one in a if if the if the statistics one in twenty people are raped or whatever. There's a hundred thousand Uber drivers. You're gonna have an incident where yeah. something goes wrong. It just the more Uber drivers there becomes, the more likely it is that situations like this can happen. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea. You, I mean, you type in Uber rapist, it is you know Arizona, Kentucky, New York, Delaware. It, it, they're, they're, it's it's happening all over the country, man. Mm. And you don't think about it because you just kind of think that Uber's the new taxi cab, and that's just how it goes. But I suppose you know, I'm again, I don't know everything, but, you know. And I might sound stupid saying this, but I guess maybe taxi drivers probably did the same thing too. That's probably like a super commonly known thing that taxi drivers are just as dangerous. But I don't know. I don't live in this world where I think about. Yeah, stuff but taxi like that. drivers they got the they got the glass. Sure, but they that can work to their just... advantage too. I mean, they lock the doors, and mm. now you're just you're kind of in a cage now. Mm. You know, so I, I I'm sure there are instances of taxi drivers assa- assaulting people yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, you just. Uber so quickly became an institution like taxi cabs. Because you're like self-employed, though. That's why. It's easy. It's so easy. You don't have to go through... I'm I'm guessing if you drive for a taxi company... Yeah, you have to get a medallion. Gotta, yeah, you gotta That's get That's very expensive, too. Those little medallions that you have to have to, like, legally drive a, a oh, taxi cab in a, in, a, in a state... It's like thousands of dollars. In New York, they're thousands of dollars. That's what I'm, per yeah. per car per medallion oh, yeah. per car. But that's what thousands. I mean. You gotta go through. You gotta. It's like now now Uber just like oh, yeah. I drive a car your, that was made after 2006. Right. Put I'll your information Uber. in. They send you fucking sticker. I don't fucking know what they send yeah. you. A little thing. Plaque. They send you like a light up one. Yeah. Kind of, I mean, it's like and then it's like, like okay, I'm out on my own. I don't have a boss. Yeah. So, but yeah. So I I just had no idea it was this was that's this nuts. common of an occurrence. I mean, literally. I mean, I'm not I'm not encouraging people to go read rape stories, but if you type in Uber rapist. You're not gonna find the speci- you might not find the specific one you're looking for. That's how many it was. You mm-hmm. know, it really was insane. I just I I, I didn't I had no idea. I, I feel stupid saying that, but it, it's just it, it just it's the truth. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, before we get into the good vibes, I also want to send prayers. Uh, apparently, New Zealand was hit with an earthquake today, and they are mm-hmm. expecting to the backlash of that to you know be hit with a tsunami at some point and within the next few hours. That's usually how it goes. You know, the earthquake comes in draws all the water out water's got to come back in so uh, you know prayers to new zealand i don't know how bad it's going to be if it doesn't if 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 the water's gone that that's one of the scariest things to imagine so i would assume if the word's coming out there are people down by the beach and the water receded and if that happens a tsunami, a tsunami's most likely going to come imagine going to so it get pushed back the other way it pushes back the, like imagine being oh, an ocean shit. city and then all the, 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 the tide, the water's gone 400 yards out. Damn. Just, it's just, and maybe more than that. But let's just say 100 that, yards. That's that the creepiest shit. Incredibly, you see in like fish, you just, they're just on the sand. There's no water there anymore. That water's got to come back though. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to come with force and it's going to go beyond, you know, you know how that road, that tide comes when you're at the edge and it kind of mm-hmm. hits. Oh, it hit me. Oh. That's that times a million, and it's gonna. So come. it is like a big. I've never seen one. So it is like a big wave. Yeah, hmm. yeah, big strong current, man. So prayers to New Zealand. Uh, def- definitely on my, you know, one of my um, wish to go places. You know, it's very beautiful countryside, very isolated. So hopefully everything stays intact, and they're able to, you know, s- s- buckle down and, and 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 you know weather that storm, so yeah. to speak. 
Um, so prayers to New Zealand. Hope everything works out well with that. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, but um, wait. Oh. I wanted to touch on this whole, like, what is going on in Dominican Republic? Have you did any research? Yeah, man. I, I mean, I've done some research. I've done I've done enough research that I think something strange is going on. I can't pinpoint what it is. My conspiracy th- theory that uh, mm. I've I've pitched around to people who are because at this point now it's, it's been a couple of individual couples yeah. that have ended up dead. People are sick, or people are now people are coming out with stories of going to the Dominican Republic and they were sick and throwing up blood or whatever. My theory, and then Big Poppy got shot, yeah. but that's a, that's an isolated incident. Yeah, the, the Dominican Republic is an incredibly poor country. The Dominican Republic, Mexico, mm. Jamaica, all these beautiful places where people go and put these nice resorts up, and all these wealthy people come. I think my conspiracy theory is it's either jealousy, uh, trying to set people up to rob them, or uh, you know. In the Dominican Republic's case specifically, I, it could be a serial killer. It could be a serial killer who is envious of tourists coming there and living this lavish life in their in their country that's doing so so bad. Is my guess. Mm-hmm. But I also saw a video earlier today of some people in the Dominican Republic pouring Ciroc uh, from you know Ciroc vodka mm-hmm. and into uh, a cup with ice and stirring it up and it it like got it coagulated like it got thick. You know, mm-hmm. like it was some knockoff Ciroc, like it, like it got has like has plastic in it or something. So there's all, but Hell. again, in these third world countries, that's the thing. They'll take a. Well, that's the thing about business. Business is about margins mm-hmm. and, and and staying in the black. So if there's a defective shipment of Pepsi or or aspirin or, or Ciroc as an example, you're not gonna destroy it. You find a, a third uh, world country market to dump it off in. And they'll, you know, whatever. I don't know. Some poor people die. Who gives a shit? You know, people in Brazil get some bad aspirin or these people in Dominican Republic get some Ciroc that uh, has, you know, plastic in it. It's like, ah, whatever, you know, we'll make the money off of it. And, you know, whatever happens in that country has nothing to do with us. So I have no problem believing that that was also an isolated incident and just another uh, sign of how in dire straits the Dominican Republic is. Because it's a very destitute country, but it's also this incredibly beautiful place where people, oh, we're going to DR on vacation. And if you're a person who works on that resort and you you make whatever, you know, shit money you make and your life's based on tips and waiting on these rich people. If you have any kind of mental instability, you might go, man, fuck these people, yeah. man. You're a bartender. You drop something in a drink. You're a food runner, whatever. You slip a little something in their food, mix something in the ketchup. I don't know. And they turn up dead or, you know, poisoned or whatever. It, it, it is, it isn't, in all those countries, you remember when we went to Jamaica, don't go off the resort. They tell you there's signs yeah. everywhere. They will put you in a van and you, you will not be seen unless you got some money on you or somebody's coming to bring some money. These countries are in terrible condition and these people are desperate and people want to go there and kiki and, oh yeah, man, look at me. I'm in a bathing suit and man, it's poverty a mile away from you right mm-hmm. now they will they will do whatever to get whatever you have and you go to these countries and you disrespect and litter and all you know it, it, people you have sometimes sometimes the the current comes back around and I, and I'm not saying anything I don't know this is all my mm. conspiracy theory but it's a lot of Dominican Republic getting that big it's a lot of I think a couple of them were at the same resort if not all of these incidents were at the same resort that's not a coincidence. Something's going on. Yeah. You know? But the biggest, I mean, the biggest hit to their 
economy probably was the whole Big Poppy situation. Because oh, that yeah. guy's a national treasure. And if he's not safe there, it's like, well, fuck that. Yeah. I mean, why would I go? To me, that, 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 I mean, all those others, those deaths and stuff were tragic. Yeah. But the idea of a hometown hero, a guy that gives back to the people from the Dominican Republic, a hero, a, a, a you know, a people's champion, and he got robbed? That means it's like, the rules are out. It's like, we don't give a shit. Though. Of, huh? He didn't get robbed, though. It was a robbery attempt, that right? Was, no, I was false. They were saying, the, okay, the first story that came out was he got he got shot, you know, trying to get robbed. Yeah. Then the second one came out was he got shot in the leg from robbery. Then it was like, oh, it wasn't a robbery. He just got shot in the back. He They showed a video. He was just at a club, and a dude rolled up on him and just shot him in the back. Oh, like he, he he Yeah, it was a hit. It was a hit on him. He probably should have died, man. He was That dude was point blank range on him and shot him right in the back. Oh, wow. So it was like, it was like for him to be alive is amazing. For somebody to get a clean shot on you like that, yeah, and you're that's, not that's even not, aware. That's, that's nothing. That's nothing but a blessing. That's wild. That's nothing bro. but a blessing. That's crazy. But and, it was and, just yeah. he. They showed the video on Twitter. He was just he was chill. He was at the bar. He was hanging out. Your life could be gone that fast, man. And wow. from everything I hear about the Dominican Republic, as far I mean, I'm not a street guy, but if you have money, you can hire guns. So there was people there. It's, I don't mm-hmm. think he was there by himself. But no, you wasn't. get in your bag and everybody's having a good time. And you turn your head for one second, and all of a sudden, you got a bullet in your back. But you paying all these guys around you to do a job. Because I guarantee you, somebody around him had a hammer. They're, you're David Ortiz, you're worth $100 million? Like, mm-hmm. like conservatively, yeah. I think David Ortiz is probably worth at least $100 million. Mm-hmm. He's played baseball for a long time, is a champion. Worth $100 million. Somebody around him had a gun. But it's a party. David Ortiz got the girls out. Everybody's laughing and kikiing, and it's a good time. Somebody's not paying attention, and now the 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 head of the dynasty, the leader of the all of this shit, you you fucked up, and now he's de- on on the ground with a bullet in his back, yeah. fighting for his life. That fast, man. Same thing that happened with Nipsey Hussle, man. Yeah, it's wild. It's just you 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 work your whole life to get to a certain point, and that fast, it, it could be taken away. In your from home, you. where you from? Where you grew up? Where you from, man? Crabs in a barrel, man. Wow. Um, anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to try to get out of that. That was, wow. <laughs> Incredibly grim before we get into the good vibes. So let's try to, ho- hopefully these work. And we're going to get into these good vibes and try to lift our spirits up from this. That's right, folks. Welcome to another Good Vibes segment. We're going to try to uplift those spirits to start your week off. Fran, you got something for me? Yeah, my Good Vibe this week is about uh, Robert Dunham, a fifth grade teacher who went above and beyond the call of duty earlier this week in order to make his students feel confident as they started the next chapter of their young lives. Mm. So Robert Dunham, who was a teacher at Carver Elementary School in Richmond, Virginia, was getting ready to attend the school's moving on ceremony when he felt compelled to grab a pair of his a pair of his hair clippers before he left the house. Every year, the school the school hosts a ceremony as a means of correct, congratulating all the fifth grade students on finishing elementary school. Mm. And Dunham had and Dunham had an inkling that sent that that some of the students would want to spiffy to want to spiffy up before the send off ceremony. For sure, you had yeah. that line, that hairline crisp. Yeah. So he said, "I had a gut feeling some of my boys were going to come." were going to come today and they were not going to be prepared. I remember my fifth grade moving on ceremony, so something just said, take your clippers to put them in take your clippers and put them in your bag. 
Sure enough, Dunham's instincts turn out to turn out to be correct. As several of his shaggy hair students, probably me nappy, in other words. Well, you know, <laughs> you don't want to discriminate. Nappy you know, might, might be some might be some, you know, some some alabaster folk with some, you know, that just uh, need a little crew cut, a little yeah. fade, you know. These little nappy hair students <laughs> accepted his offer for a free haircut. Other teachers took notice of his mischiefs, his makeshifts barbershop and sent their own students on in for haircuts. Like, uh uh-uh, don't try to yeah, I'm doing the thing over here. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm doing it for free. Don't try right. to take advantage. I, I'm doing my class. <laughs> right. Do your own thing. You cut them or something. The teach. One of the teachers sits down. Hey man, could you uh, box me in the back? Yeah. <laughs> man, if you don't get your grown ass out of my chair, can you be the temp? Like what? What is this? <laughs> Dunham says that he learned to cut his child, cut hair as a child growing up in Brooklyn because his father owned a chain of barbershops. Mm. He also, he has also managed to. Honed his skills over the years by watching YouTube videos. YouTube University. Is what look, I call look, look what a father can do, though. You know? Yeah. You know? Instill, instill those ground level things. Yeah. Cutting hair, building a carburetor. Like uh, we talked about that. Fishing. Just that little stuff you just know how to yeah. do that yeah. you just grew up Just because you saw somebody yep. in your life doing it. Yep. I've never caught a fish in my life. Really? Yeah, man. <laughs> I didn't grow up with a dad, man. Right. We, we, you want to you have a therapy session about it nah. right now? <laughs> really? Yeah, really, man. <laughs> Continue your story, please. <laughs> Despite how Dunham is now ga- garnering plenty of social media praise for his labor of love, he says that he is simply happy to take care of his students. When I go to the barbershop and when I get a haircut, you feel good. Yep. You look good. Yep. You get, you, you've got that confidence Facts. starting to come out of you. Super true. He added. I want every one of my students to be confident confident today. This is their special day. And I, you know, when when he uh talked about him getting his hair cut, yeah. That, you know, that hit different. That's that's just cuz it's super true. It's nothing. It's there's not a more true thing. Yeah. Um uh I am dating a, a a white woman and she thinks that my hair, she can't really see the difference. Uh, but I, so that's hard for me. <laughs> Let me take that back. She knows when it's like I look really good. Yeah. But two weeks after the fresh cut, she's not. When I'm like, damn man, I'm looking rough out yeah. here. She's like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. You look the same to me. But when you go from that, you know, three weeks out and you yeah. get that friend, ah, ha ha. Yeah. You know, you get that clean. When it's clean, the yep. lines are sharp. It's your hair shines. Yep. It's a different feeling. It's a confidence. So I understand going. From, you want to go from fifth to that sixth grade, that leveling up ceremony or whatever they call mm-hmm. it. You want to have that fresh line because also that's immortalized. You know, that that photo is going to be on your mom's mantle for yeah. you to be an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, my grandmother. Uh, my prom photo. She thinks that my prom photo is hilarious because my prom date was she was T H I C C thick, mm-hmm. but my grandmother thought she was fat, and so she holds that against me like I did something wrong. And I'm like, as much as I try to be, you know, body positive because I thought she's a beautiful girl, mm-hmm. but my grandmother uses that as a, a, to shame me. Like you took a, you took a fat girl to prom. I'm like, oh, first she of wasn't all, fat. she wasn't fat. <laughs> she wasn't. As I've been saying this for ten years, it gets me angry just <laughs> just saying it. But she 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 thinks it's like uh, a terrible. Well, she thinks I look great. Mm. But she's like, you took that fat girl to prom. I'm like, no, she she wasn't. She's a beautiful girl. How dare you talk about her that way? And I'm a, I'm an engaged man, still speaking passionately because I'm just like, she wasn't. Yeah. She's a lovely girl. Don't talk about her that way. <laughs> but you know, my grandmother, man, it just is yeah. what it is, you know. Mm. But yeah, no, that lineup does hit different. You know, when you got that fresh, crisp lineup, you, you even smile a little more confident. Yeah. The photos, the, the the smiles a little yeah. more gleam, got a little bling. 
know, one tooth, you, you know. You in the car with the, the windows down. Yeah, for oh, sure. Man. Yeah, no, nothing can beat a fresh lineup, <laughs> you know. And there's just nothing can beat that. There's no better feeling. Yeah. Uh, my my uh, good vibes this week are a little different. Um, I hope that every country follows suit with this, but uh, this month, Canada banned the captivity and breeding of dolphins and whales for entertainment purposes. They so did any, what? They banned the they banned the captivity and breeding of dolphins and whales for entertainment purposes. Okay. So there's a documentary. I don't know if you I don't um, you probably didn't see it, but um, about mm, let's say six years ago. For mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but somebody will correct me. This documentary called Blackfish came out, mm-hmm. and it was about uh, SeaWorld and okay. the whales in SeaWorld. There was this one whale I can't remember his name, but he uh, he like killed a woman. And because he was incredibly violent because they kept them in these they kept them in these pools that were I mean, it was it would be like the equivalent of you being in a bathtub. Mm. And that's just how they lived. A sea whale. A what? what? You said a sea a whale. A whale. Sea world. Oh, you sea- know sea world? Oh, I just yeah, sea well, world. Well, they're all sea whales, I guess. <laughs> but sea world, the the it's like a And it was just a whale, wasn't a killer whale Oh uh, yeah, it was yeah, let's let's say it was a killer whale. I don't remember. It's like the it's like a free willy whale. The black okay. and white ones. Yeah. Yeah, it was killer one of those. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was one of those. And yeah, this whale just it it like it it um almost how uh in um and when they see us, Corey Wise was in solitary confinement. He kind of lost his mind. Mm-hmm. This whale, that happened to this whale. Mm. So whenever they would put another whale in the same pool, he would attack them yeah. viciously. Mm-hmm. And he killed a woman. It killed a woman. But and then it, but it, it led to this whole investigation of like, oh, this is ter- the whales. They shouldn't be in captivity anyway. Yeah. And it kind of sparked this whole fucking band Sea World thing, and a bunch of Sea World places shut down. I think this year or maybe last year they. SeaWorld starting to shut down for good. A whale, a whale, and then, you know why you go, are you holding whales? Well, because you go, you because we're people and we're disgusting, sick animals. But they're, we're, I mean, we're a cancer dol- to this planet. Yeah, dolphins, sharks, I get it. A whale? No, but the whales will do the same shit as a dolphin if you you keep it in, that, in captivity and you starve it and you go if you jump out of the pool and then land back in the pool and splash the people in the front row, we'll give you a fish. Yeah, but I'm talking about as far as size. Well, dolphins a, are. I mean, you can have more. It was. Dolphins. It was a big pool. But a whale. I mean, they're they're huge. That makes it more amazing to the audience. Or it did. It's like, oh, look, a whale. That is nuts. Yeah, exactly what you said. It's like it is big, and that's what added to the. Oh my god! Same thing. You see sharks at the aquarium. You're like, oh my god, they have a shark in here. It's like it's not supposed to be in here. That's what makes. That's a part of the allure of it. It's like, oh, this isn't supposed to be in here. But anyway. But I enjoy it. Yeah, sure. Uh, the Baltimore Aquarium, thankfully, oh, to, the best, to, to the best, of, to the best, to the best. Okay. Well, the Baltimore Aquarium, to the best of my knowledge, they they take like injured, injured uh, fish. Yeah, they and, got and like they, they rehabilitate. Got, them. Yeah, they got like a turtle there with one with, fin. Th- with three. We have one with three. Well, fans. you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. So they are more along the lines of that as opposed to, hey man, come dance for us, which they used to do, but they stopped. They had they a don't dolphin. Have that no, they stopped doing that a while ago. Where the dolphin jump up, hit the ball, and the, the a dolphin show. They don't do those anymore. I don't. They do. th- where they do tricks. Maybe they don't. Maybe I saw. They'll, it. You Maybe can saw go. It. You can go, and they'll teach you about dolphins. You can go in that same room. But when I was a kid, the dolphin would come out and jump up and hit a ball and slide on a thing and s- slide across the water. I don't think they do that in that capacity anymore. I just saw. Maybe I saw it at DC Zoo. I saw it somewhere. I they really might do it, it at other places. Yeah. I don't think they do it at the Baltimore okay. Zoo anymore. But anyway. So Canada just passed legislation that bans keeping whales and dolphins um, and 
porpoises in captivity for entertainment, as well as the trade, possession, capture, and breeding of uh, cetacines. I don't know what that is. Some kind of dolphin or something. I don't know. Uh, Bill S203, also known as the Ending the Captivity of Whales and Dolphins Act, was approved by House of Commons after they voted overwhelmingly in favor of the bill earlier this week. The bill was introduced by Senator Wilfred Moore in 2015 and then sponsored by Senator Murray Sinclair. Upon passage through the Senate, it was championed by Green Party leader Elizabeth May in House of Commons. Um, a coalition of over 20 leading marine scientists and stakeholder organizations have endorsed the bill, including the Humane Society, International Canada, uh, International and Canada Animal Justice, Humane Canada, Marine Scientist Dr. Lori Marino. Long story short, everybody was like, yeah, man, this is fucked up. Stop doing this with these whales and dolphins. We all agree. We're all marine biologists and experts. Stop doing this shit. It's not right. That's what I, that's what that basically was saying. So um, I just I really hope that other uh, this country, other countries follow suit. I think it is not OK to keep animals in captivity and take them out of their natural habitat. Mm. If an animal is not if an animal is born in captivity, if an animal is injured, what, there are circumstances where I go. I mean, I understand. It's, it's one of one. It's one of 10 left in the world. Mm -hmm. If it dies, the whole species dies. So we keep it in a zoo and we're trying to breed it out to get the population back up. I understand that. SeaWorld wasn't doing that. SeaWorld was like, hey, guys, this is Shamu. Watch him fucking jump out of the water and land in through this hula hoop. Mm -hmm. That's that's not OK. Circuses, same fucking thing. Circuses are some of the most disgusting things in the world. If you support a circus, I have, do not have much respect for you. Do not take your children to circuses. There's nothing okay about a circus. It's incredibly wrong. They beat those animals. What they, about the soul circus? The universe soul circus is fine. They don't have animals. It's just a bunch of black people doing black excellence shit. Shucky Ducky comes out, quack, quack. And, <laughs> is that the know. midget? First of all, what? <laughs> that is, hey, you can't say that. No. <laughs> First of okay. all, it's 2019. <laughs> I'm sorry. First of all, it's 2019, <laughs> and we're not going to say that. What do no, you say? Little people? Little person, uh, uh, maybe a dwarf. I don't know. I don't so, know what you say. I just know that okay, that word. Okay, but you can cut this, but what is, this, what is the term of a midget? What, what is, is the, the definition? What is What does it mean? Um, I'm a, a person under four foot six, I believe. I'm not sure. And also, I think that the, the traditional definition of a midget is like a person that has... Like you know, uh, uh, effective features like short oh, arms. And, well, some people, okay, some people okay. are just you know m might have dwarfism and other things like that. All uh, right, well, hey, but I listen, I, listen man, I know we're 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 still. It's a lot of stuff to try to catch up with. It's 2019. I just want to try to hit you with the gems where I can. Okay. To, to make you a little more progressive, you know. I appreciate you. Because know, I want you to be the star that you are. Mm -hmm. So, you, but and pe a lot of people expect a lot from you, and I just I, I don't want you to let them down. And they should. But I get they it. shouldn't, right? They really shouldn't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why. I, I don't know why they do, but they do. So we got to try to meet them in the middle, mm -hmm. you know. So where I see you falling short, I help you, and where you see me falling short, you help me, and that's yeah. just kind of. And eventually, we become as the best allies we can possibly be by not demeaning people of any, you know, walk of, walk of life, because we don't want people to demean us. Times have changed, man. Times have very much changed, man. Wow. Yeah, no. Uh, but that was my good vibe story. And mm -hmm. and speaking of change, uh, I just want to also do a, do a quick little promo. Uh, this yesterday, 
I featured on an incredible uh, new podcast called uh, Rewind the Love, where they watch uh, all the old love reality shows, Flavor of Love, Rock of Love. They're going to get to all of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I had a really good time. The host is named Sonya and Mike. I encourage anybody listening, if you uh, were born in the 90s or I don't know. Flavor of Love was a phenomenon, so everybody loved Flavor of Love. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing a great job over there. I encourage anybody to, you know, if you want to get the ickiness of these true crime stories off of you, it's a great palate cleanser. It's also just great to listen to, you know, on its own, standalone. Uh, is re- it on a network? No, they're oh, they're new. They're, oh, they're okay. brand new podcast oh. coming up. Uh, it's called Rewind the Love. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's wherever you listen to it, and I will be on there at some point. I don't know. That's that they're handled that on on that end on their end and uh that's how they do stuff uh but um yes watching that show in 2019 it's like whoa this was bananas 2006 was a different time man twitter was different yeah man so what do y'all watch it you watch it and talk about you watch the episode and then you just kind of break it down okay yeah yeah it was fun it was fun i had a fun time um anyways uh what i want to do is i want to take us out we're gonna take a quick break i want to leave us with a song that just makes me feel like i am flying and I'm high as anything on all of the drugs. It's a great, great song. And that song is The Less I Know The Better by Tame Impala. So what we're going to do is we're going to play that. We're going to, you know, really feel nice and free and flying. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some fucked up shit. So stick around. And we are back, friend. It is your turn to go first this week, so the floor is yours. So my affirmative murder this week is Jack Gilbert Graham. Jack Gilbert Graham? Yeah, his name is John. Jack is his like his like a like a nickname. nickname. So it's John Jack Gilbert Graham. Okay. JJGG. Yep. So John Gilbert Graham was born in January 23rd, 1932 Ooh. in Denver, Colorado. The child of Daisy Graham and her second husband, nicknamed Jack. Graham was Daisy's second child, as she already had a daughter from her first marriage. Mm. Graham was born during the height of the Great Depression, and in 1937 his father died from pneumonia causing Daisy to send the young Jack to an orphanage. Oh, damn. Due to their poverty. Just gave up. Yep. Or just couldn't just couldn't do it. Yep. Oh, yeah. In 1941, Daisy married for the third time to Earl King, who died shortly after their marriage. Ooh. Using her inheritance from King's death, Daisy became a, a successful businesswoman. Okay. But despite her newfound wealth, Daisy did not collect grand from the orphanage. Mm. Yep. Just living their high life. Said, so fuck them kids. Yeah. The two remained estranged until 1954, when Graham was 22 years old and oh, Daisy wow. King was running running a successful bi- restaurant. Sorry. After their reunion, King and Graham had a poor relationship and were often witnessed arguing, 
1955, shortly before the, before what I'm about to, I was about to say, before um, I talk about what's going to happen, mm-hmm. um, King's Restaurant failed due to a gas explosion causing um, a severe damage. It failed? Like it, it lit on fire? Or yeah, I guess it just oh, okay. <laughs> blew up. So United Airlines Flight 629-629 was using a Douglas DC-6B airliner named the Mainliner Denver, piloted by World War II veteran Lee Hall on the evening of November 1st, 1955. The flight had originated um, at New York's LaGuardia Airport, Mm-hmm. Making a stop in Chicago before continuing to Denver. Okay. It then took off from Denver, um, Colorado, Stampleton Airfield, bound for Portland, Oregon, with continuing service to Seattle. Minutes after the plane's departure from the from Denver, the DC six B exploded. Oh. And the flaming wreckage fell to the fell to earth over over tracks of farmland, sugar beet fields near Longmont, Colorado. But and there were no survivors. Oh wow! Graham's mother had been a passenger on Flight Six Two Nine, and was traveling to Alaska to visit her daughter. So her restaurant blew up, and then her plane blew up. Yep. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. She was going to Alaska to visit her daughter. Okay. Graham, who is Graham's half sister. Uh huh. At the time, flight insurance could be routinely purchased in a vending machine at airports. Oh wow. That's yeah. a bad omen. <laughs> so right before you get on this flight, you want to buy something that you know. If you die, you get your family gets yeah. some money that one's from the a vending one machine. Out, so yeah, let me get, the... get, get an FG. Let me get an F three on there and on the on the vending machine. Yeah, pay eighty five cents. In That's full coverage. Yep. It's full coverage. Life insurance. Yeah. So uh, insurance was purchased in the vending machines at airports until changes in the system in nineteen in the nineteen eighties. Graham's apparent motive for bombing. Mm-hmm. So he did bomb. Yeah. Bombing. Uh, for bombing was to claim $37,500, which is equivalent to $343,667 today. To kill your mom, though? Yeah. Come on, fam. Um, so Y'all needed, they needed therapy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You can't just, you can't just be estranged from your mom for 20 years and then have a conversation and try to go move on from that. You gotta have a conversation. You gotta let her know where With you come from. With your mom. And let her know how she hurt you and all this kind of, And then you try to move on from there or don't move on. But to be like, all know. right, mom, I guess we're cool now. Even though you don't forgive her, but you're trying to just be cool from that point on. It's always going to be a an argument out of nowhere. Because it's, so, it's about something else that's deep-seated. Yeah, but I feel, also I think what goes in uh, into it is when she put him in the orphanage and then she started running her businesses or whatever. Or yeah. Whatever, vice versa, whatever it was. And, but I think what she kept in touch with her oldest daughter. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah, that's yeah. all time. It's all yeah. types of, they got all types of shit mm-hmm. that he needed to say to her. Mm-hmm. Instead, he picked up a bomb and handled it that way. Well, I think they tried, though. They tried. I but it like just didn't just work tried. out. I feel like they just tried to pick up. What? Oh, okay. Pick up from here. Like, uh-huh. okay, what's done is done. We're not going to talk about it. Let's just try to be cool now. And that, that's never going to work. Because you still got all right. that resentment built up, is what I meant. Yep. Yeah, so $37,500 worth of life insurance money from policies that he had excuse me, purchased in the airport terminal just moments before the aircraft's departure. Oh, you can buy insurance on somebody else? 
And then just like that's almost like gambling. <laughs> I bet this this yeah, so. plane crashed, and then I get thirty seven thousand if yeah. this person dies. So investigators discovered that Graham had a criminal record of embezzlement by check forgery and illegal transport of whiskey, for which he had served sixty days in Texas prison. They also determined that King's restaurant had been severely damaged by a suspicious explosion earlier that year, mm-hmm. and that Graham had received an insurance settlement. I mean, so he was already he was just trying to collect all the monies. Oh yeah. Um, locals had also suspected Graham of deliberately causing his new pickup truck to be struck by a train that year in order to collect insurance. This dude's a scammer. <laughs> FBI obtained use of a nearby bomb where they where they resembled the fragments of the airplane collected from the site. They were able to determine that explosives were used and that they had come from certain items of of luggage in the baggage compartment. Based on the evidence as well as interviews. Contra- contradictory statements, mm-hmm. um, physical evidence from Graham, from Graham's house, and a confession. Graham also arrested and charged with sabotage. The charge was later changed to murder. Yeah. After Graham's arrest, Denver radio station KDEN owner Jen, Jen Omel and Rocket Mountain News photographer Maury Engel arranged to sneak a camera into the old Denver County Jail on West Colfax Avenue for an interview of Graham during a reunion with his wife, Gloria. I love my mother very much, Graham told Amel. She she meant a lot to me. It's very hard for me to tell exactly how I feel. She left so much of herself behind. I mean... Yeah, literally, because yeah. he blew her up and <laughs> right. scattered it all across the world. How many people were on the fucking plane? Uh, 44. Oh, wow. I mean, that's a massacre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When Amel asked him why he had signed a confession, he said the FBI had threatened to point out inconsistencies in statements made by his wife, Gloria, when she was interviewed by the authorities. I was not about to let them touch her in any way, shape, or form, he said. None of the Denver... TV stations would agree to air the film. However, Amel said he believed it was because they feared it might engender pretrial <clears throat> pretrial sympathy for Graham. So the FBI, the FBI, United Airlines, and the district attorney wanted Graham tried, found guilty, and executed promptly as a deterrent to others who might plan copycat murders. And this was in the fifties. Fifties, yeah. Amo wrote a 1995 column in the Rocky Mountain News. Decades later, the footage was eventually aired on on one of the Denver's local PBS stations in a documentary called Murder in Midair, produced by Don Kenny. However, Graham also confirmed one of confirmed on a number of occasions that he had made and set the bomb. When he described the bomb, he gave details that later were confirmed by in- investigators. Graham also told prisoners prisoner prison doctors that he realized that there were more that were about 50 to 60 people carried on the dc6 the number of people to be killed made no difference to me mm. okay it could have been thousands oh, when wow. their time comes there's nothing they can do about it oh wow so he's just cold, cold, cold yeah. blooded yep wow so the trial the trial that followed resulted in Colorado becoming the first state to officially sanction the use of television cameras to broadcast criminal trials. There was no federal statu- statute on the books at the time, which was in 1955, right. that made it a crime to blow up an airplane. 
shit's wild. So they just didn't even they know to charge him with. They didn't even know. That's why they just charged him with murder. Thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we got to charge him with something. Man. That's crazy. Um, therefore, on the day after Graham's confession, the Colorado District Attorney moved swiftly to prosecute Graham via the simplest possible route. Premeditated murder of a single victim, who is his mother, Daisy King. Thus, despite the number of victims killed on Flight 629, along with along with Miss King, Graham was charged with one with only one count of first-degree murder. As the case progressed, Graham quickly recanted his confession, but at but at his 1956 trial, his defense was unable to to counter the massive amount of evidence presented by the prosecution. In February 1956, he attempted suicide in his cell and was thereafter put under 24-hour surveillance. On May 5, 1956, Graham was convicted of the murder of his mother, Daisy King, and was sentenced to death. Just his mother? Just it. Yeah, that was it. Wow. Yep. So this is kind of like one of the first acts of domestic terrorism, it sounds yeah. like. Yep. Wow. Because they didn't, they couldn't even like, they didn't even know, we didn't even know, didn't know you could blow up a plane. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even know people thought about doing something like Crazy. that. Crazy. What race was this person? Oh, he was white. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So Grant was executed in the Colorado State Penitentiary Gas Chamber on January 11, 1957. Before his execution, he said about the bombing, um, as far as feeling, feeling remorse for these people, I don't. I can't Whoa. help it. Everybody pays their way and takes their chances. That's just the way it goes. What does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. Dude was nuts. Okay. Everybody pay, uh-huh. paves their way yep. and takes their chances. Yeah. Uh, so there was a song, Mac- Macabre. Macabre? That's a, the artist? It was a band. It was a band. Um, it was a grindcore metal band from Chicago. Wrote a song about Graham called There Was a Young Man Who Blew Up a Plane. Oh. Now, <laughs> when I went to YouTube, it sounds like some hard rock, just like metal. It's just yeah, noise and stuff. Yeah. But the lyrics say, There was a young man who blew up a plane. He blew up the plane for personal gain. Mm. I guess he was insane. Okay. There was a young man who planted a bomb. He planted a bomb on his mom. He planted the bomb to blow up the plane. He blew up the plane for personal gain. I guess he was insane. Mm. There were 44 people who got on the plane. They got on the plane, then they were slain by the by the young man who planted the bomb. He planted the bomb on his mom. He planted the bomb to blow up the plane. He blew up the plane for personal gain. Mm. I guess he was insane. That's a, I mean, that's a great rhyme scheme. Yeah. The ju- he said the judge and jury showed no remorse. He's dead, of course. Oh, I mean... If if it if it wasn't what you're describing, I might like it. If it was a little folky, yeah. you know, yeah. if it's all it death metal and like fast that. drums and yeah. stuff, I, I don't. Like I didn't that. even know what the fuck they were saying until I. You had to look at the lyrics. Look at the lyrics. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe we give that over to Mumford and Sons yeah. or some 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 other kind of slower tempo band, and mm-hmm. they could turn that into yeah. something. And that's they, very that, poetic. I think that band also has a song about Jeffrey Dahmer. Also, oh, so I they're didn't... just fucking <laughs> fucked up. All right, well, macabre. Shout out to you guys. Um, and so anything else? No, that was it. All right, well, we'll he keep... was oh, put to death. So yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that kind of sounds like that was like the first ever domestic terrorist yeah. attack. Yeah, uh, wow. Yep. So that's Jack Gilbert Graham. I mean, they didn't even know how to. We he just they just got yeah. charged with murder. Yeah, and he we never even think people can blow killed, a plane. Yeah, he killed forty six people. Jesus yeah. Christ, a uh, forty four, whatever. Uh, that is insane. Wow. Blew, and they tried to do, stop. They tried to you know put it you know kill him so it won't be any copycats, but. 
look where we are today. Yeah, I mean, fucking first the the shoe bomber. I mean, who knows how many people were between that? But then you know you got yeah, domestic terrorism is out of hand, and let's not go down that road. It's fucking insane. Uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, it's my turn to tell you guys some fucked up shit. So stick around. All right, and we are back, Fran. Please prepare yourself. It is time for my affirmative murder. Okay. This week, my affirmative murder is the story of Dan Daniel Drayton. Mm-hmm. Not Daniel. 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 Like Manuel, but with a D. Mm-hmm. Daniel Drayton. <clears throat> so Samantha. So Samantha Stewart wasn't answering her phone, and she missed her night shift as a nurse at a hospital. Her father, Kenneth Stewart, went to check on the 29-year-old at her home in Springfield Gardens neighborhood of Queens on July 17, 2018. Mm. In his daughter's second-floor bedroom, he discovered Samantha's lifeless body wrapped in a sheet. Mm. He said, I turned her over trying to shake her and say, Samantha, and he got no response. I realized when I turned her over, she was dead. She laid in a pool of blood. All of her teeth had been reportedly knocked out. Damn. Police would later determine that Stewart had been killed by trauma to the neck and head. The investigation into her death eventually pointed authorities across the country. In Los Angeles, police busted in on 27-year-old Daniel Drayton, who they say was holding another woman captive in a North Hollywood hotel room for two days. Police say he is also a suspect in an unsolved Brooklyn rape case. The common denominator in the cases appears to be, remember what I said earlier about social media stuff, Tinder and other online dating websites, which Drayton allegedly used to contact his victims, according to the New York Daily News. Drayton said behind at least six, Drayton is said to be behind at least Oh, no, I'm sorry. Drayton said he's behind at least six other killings. While police have not been able to corroborate those claims, authorities suspect he's involved in other crimes. Mm. So he came out and said, I've done this this many times. They can't, you know, match that. And they're like, well, who is it? And they can't find that. But they're like, this guy's definitely done some other shit, though. Did you have you seen what he looked like? Uh, Yeah. I mean, he's a good looking, good looking guy. Good looking enough for, I mean, for Tinder, yeah. I mean, okay. I, I could see him getting some swipes. I mean, he's not like a knockout, but, mm-hmm. you know, he's, you know, brown skinned guy. He's got one of those little thin mustaches and, mm-hmm. you know, a little fade, you know, young black dude. Uh, Zenea Barnes, a 28 year old New York City resident, resident, said she thought she had met the man of her dreams when she and and Daniel matched on Tinder. Okay, that's why I asked. Cause I, cause if yeah, I mean, this dude is doing dude's, all these. Yeah, this dude's definitely good looking enough okay. to get swipes for sure. Um, that dream quickly turned into a nightmare when Zen, uh, when Zenea found out Daniel was seeing other women. She broke up with him, but he refused to leave her alone, mm-hmm. even going as far as sleeping outside of her apartment door, mm-hmm. slashing her tires, and eventually attempting to strangle her after she broke down and agreed to meet up with him to talk. No. No. Yeah, after you, if you slashed my tires and you slept outside, outside of my door, and then he's like, come on, just let me let me explain, let me talk to you. No. no, ladies, don't take the call, don't take the meeting, especially when you hear what happened, you know. So uh, let me get to that. So uh, she broke down and, 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 and agreed to meet up with him. Uh, 
Yeah. When she again refused to get back together with him in her car, he leapt into the driver's seat and attempted to strangle Zanea. So she got, she went up to meet up with him to again be like, like I said, no. And it's like, well, you could have just not met up with him for all that. You know, this guy's clearly unstable. And now you're going to tell him no to his face. You could just tell him that over the phone. Yeah. Stay away from this guy. Get him out of your life. So, yeah, he jumped over the he jumped out of the passenger seat into the driver's seat and began to strangle her. Zanea says that if it wasn't for three men who spotted the assault and intervened, she thinks she believes that she wouldn't be alive today. Mm. He escaped, but was later arrested, arrested in Nassau County, New York. Despite the objections of the prosecuting attorney, Drayton was released without bail on July 5th, 2018. After Stewart's murder, police say they connected the victim with Drayton via tender. According to the new to the Daily News, facial recognition technology also linked the suspect to the June 17th rape of a 23 year old woman in Brooklyn. As with Stewart, the unnamed rape victim also tragically knew Drayton from Tender. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's getting these matches, yeah. maybe dating these women for a little bit. You know, stuff goes sideways. They get into an argument or something like that. And he attacks them. But sometimes it's just. The He's attack crazy, is the, so. the attack is right out of the gate. Like he met up to, oh, with you to assault you. So yeah, I mean, people, we be careful. I know we live in this golden age of, you know, sexual liberation and freedom. And sometimes, you know, girls. I know that that Summer Walker songs out for women to know that the girls need love too. And I understand that sometimes a girl just wants to hook up with a guy, no strings attached. You need to be aware that there are people out there who you don't want to know where you live. Mm. You don't want to let them into your apartment and just swiping on their face because you think they're cute is not licensed to let these people come into your most intimate spaces. It is a very dangerous game. Men do it too, but I'm just saying, as a man, I don't think this is something men think about at all or not concerned about a woman like coming to their house and raping them. Women should think about that because it could absolutely happen, and it did in this case. Also... I mean, you can meet with the, you can meet a guy. I mean, everything's cool. Then you put it on them, they can go crazy. Well, let's not put that on women. Let's not make it their fault. <laughs> no, 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 they're I'm, already crazy. I'm not putting like, on women. I'm right. saying that either way, this dude is nuts. Yeah, they they don't want to. I, I get yeah, you're saying yeah. like then they don't want to. You can't. You're not allowed to break up. Yeah, with me. I'm not putting on women because it's not their fault. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm absolutely. The yeah. guy just being fucking nuts. Yeah. And you like you know I don't think I don't I don't like you said I don't want no strings attached. But yeah, then, yeah. They don't want to let go. Now right. sleep, now sleep, yep. now you don't sleep outside like, like a cat. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Daily News also reported that Drayton's white Ford was traced from Stewart's uh, murder site to John F. Kennedy International Airport. The vehicle was located, and inside, police found paperwork related to Drayton's Nassau County court case, as well as Stewart's AAA card. The, sp- the suspect, in the meantime, had already flown to Los Angeles on a one-way ticket allegedly purchased with Samantha Stewart's credit card. That's bold. Very. While in California, he jumped back on Tinder, according to police. Mm. The accused killer, because, the, again, this case is still ongoing, so I have to, uh, every once in a while, say now? That. Yes. Oh, shit. I have to say things like alleged and accused, oh, okay. because he hasn't been convicted yet. But yeah. he has confessed, and he said, like, I did this, but the the case hasn't proven guilty. The, yes, the case hasn't gone to trial. The case hasn't gone to trial yet because it keeps getting delayed because they keep saying he's not fit to stand trial. I'll get to that. Um, 
So accused killer Danuel Danuel Drayton has been declared incompetent for the second time in California as new paperwork claims he took six souvenir photos of his Los Angeles victim during her two-day hostage ordeal. I don't know why that means he's not fit to stand trial because he took some sick photos, but again, I don't know how any of that stuff works, so that's, I don't know. Uh, the, def- uh, the, uh, the defendant must regain competency, Los Angeles what? County Superior Court Judge Susan Spears said as she formally paused his criminal case pending further psychiatric treatment and evaluation. I don't, I don't understand. So basically some new evidence came up that they they said, oh, only a mentally ill person would do this to a person. So the part, we have no, to evaluate him. The part was he's not uh, fit to stand trial because he's incompetent. Yes. But you got to wait till he's... He has to regain his competency once they do an evaluation again. Maybe they do uh, a deeper uh, evaluation. Because again, this is the second time. Uh, so maybe this time they do a different test. I don't know. But he, uh, you're able to regain it, I guess. That sounds. Um, it sounds like his team is winning. I mean, a little bit. I mean, they delayed the trial twice. <laughs> I mean, he's doing something right. Uh, the new sus- the new suspension came as the news uncovered a search warrant affidavit revealing chilling new details of the California police investigation. The new paperwork confirms Drayton, age twenty eight, quickly confessed to killing Stewart after he was tracked to the to his next victim's North Hollywood apartment by a fugitive task force including the NYPD detectives, on July 24, 2018. It also says Drayton admitted to roughing up the woman who was found still alive inside the apartment and recorded images of her during the attack. Mm. Drayton is charged with with attempted murder of the Los Angeles woman, as well as rape, false imprisonment by violence, and sexual penetration by a foreign object. A judge allowed investigators to search Drayton's phone and recover images, videos, location data, web history, and text and chat data from the period of of June 1st to July 25th, 2018. The case was placed on hold in August 2018 for a prior competency hearing that led to an initial finding of incompetence. It was reinstated, so he regained it, in early November 2018 before once again being placed on hold again in April 2019. I think it's wild for, to me when um, investigators can go through, they got his phone, and they go through his phone, and then you can see how sick this Yeah, this for sure. Is. Because if he has video of her, he probably has videos of all kind yeah. of stuff. Maybe it wasn't even in rage or just, anything like that. Not but even that. Weird sexual yeah, yeah, weird, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah for sure. That's, I'm sure his phone mm. made somebody's skin crawl. Uh, during a jailhouse interview with the news on July 31st of 2018, Drayton recalled killing Stewart after meeting her through Tinder. He claimed he didn't want to strangle her, but was compelled by voices in his head. I was about to say. Mm. Yeah. You know where it's going. Daniel said, I'm a passenger in my own body. He said this multiple times. He also claimed the voices hijacked his self-control. He said, it's mind control. They use direct energy weapons on me to control my mind. Dude's nutty. That's some Eileen Warno shit. That is, a, that's just a nut sentence to say to a person, let alone while you're on a trial for murder. Yeah. They use direct energy weapons on me to control my mind. That's what he said. Uh, Drayton claimed. <laughs> yeah, and, and the, but I respect interviewers because they have to go, mm, mm-hmm. who? Who's they? 
You want to elaborate? Like that instead of being like, man, what? Yeah, or being like, I'm out of here. Yeah, <laughs> interview, <nuts>. interview <laughs> over. <laughs> Take this off me, please. Get the pr- the production person. Yeah. Take my mic off, please. I'm not doing this. Nah. Uh, <laughs> Drayton claimed he suffers from schizophrenia and bipolar two disorder. He said he used he used bleach to partially clean up the crime scene at Stewart's house, but intentionally left his Egyptian cologne behind in the okay. hopes I don't know if that's a, the name of it or if he if he got it from Egypt I don't know I don't know what Egyptian cologne is uh, but that's what he called it uh, <laughs> he left it he left it behind in hopes that police could link it to him okay. he said I wanted to get caught I took some of her things with me and used them I kept my same phone I knew they could track it I didn't know how long it would take he said Drayton faces up to 23 years to life in state prison if convicted in Los Angeles as charged. What? And that is um, the affirmative murder and of the ongoing case of Daniel Drayton. I thought that that was... She'd been facing life. 23 years to life, I mean. No, she'd be just life. Sure. I'm sure... He, I'm, I'm, I hope he gets life. I'm sure I'm sure it plays out at the very least. He. I don't think he sees the streets ever again mm-hmm. in his life. Um, I thought that case was interesting because... Um, a company with me typing an Uber rapist into Google and being like, oh my God, wow. Is that how you found that or it was just... No, it was, I found out about that story and then when I was looking for a story to do, I came across this story mm. because it's ongoing and, okay. I, and I, I saw the part where it got pushed back again mm. because of uh, he wasn't fit to stand trial and I was like, what, what, what tender? They call him like, the, you know, he's like the tender killer. It's like mm. his, you know, and I was like, oh my God, between... The Craigslist killer, yeah. Uber. I mean, that's it's this underlayer of stuff that people don't talk about in this new social media age, where everybody's getting these interconnection, these 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 connections all across the world. You meet a person that you've never been face to face with, and you build this connection with them, and then comes that day where it goes, let's meet up, mm-hmm. and then you're face to face with a person who you thought you knew, and it's like, oh wow, uh, you're a killer. Like yep. that's a real possibility. It's you too could, late. Yes, you could be speaking to a person who gets. All the time in the world to say just the right thing, say yep. the perfect thing to you, say it in the right way. There's no context, so you don't know if if you were face to face if their voice sounds creepy when they're saying it. So everything they say on the the words on the computer sounds like the suavest and the most perfect, and you have the great timing and you said all the right things. And then you meet a person who was just saying all the right things to get you to this very moment, and now they have the choice of you know. If they want to hurt you, they, they can do that. And you've fully entrusted them. And now that could have been a mistake. Yeah. And that's not talked about enough. I mean, the Uber thing, I really, I feel, I feel like a fool. I mean, obviously I knew that, I knew that these Uber, there's been Uber incidents, but the rape thing is, it seems to be like, that's just, that happens uh, often. Mm. You know, women being sexually assaulted, women being thrown in Ubers, uh, super drunk and their friends just leave them in the Uber to hey, go to the address on your phone. And then they take them somewhere and, you know, get a cop a feel or try to rape them or whatever. This happens a lot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, wow, I can't believe I didn't think about that. Because I just get in the Uber and put my hair, my AirPod, AirPods in and, like, I'm, I hope they don't talk to me. Yes. <sighs> Rough for women, man. I've been in situations where you meet somebody online and you go hang out with them at their house or something. But yeah. I, I wouldn't never think, oh, something, you know, something... For sure, something. It's always a possibility for anybody something bad can happen, but yeah. for for a guy, it's a like guy's worst worst nightmare is like, don't I don't want to get catfished. 
Yeah. But in the sense of like, you don't look like the pictures that you show yeah. me. It's never, oh, you're a, you want to hurt me. Yeah. You know that, I don't know how, I don't know how often it happens, but I'll tell you what never happens is that a guy's thinking about that. Yeah. I can speak to that confidently right. as a man that no guy's ever like, yeah, I've been talking to this girl on Instagram and I I'm haven't gonna, met her in person. I'm, I never met her in person. I'm supposed yeah. to meet up with her, but like, she, what if she tries to kill me? That never, no guy has ever said that. Mm. That's never happened. Nah. Um, so, yeah, this this whole, this, like I said, this whole, um, this boom of, you know, uh, free love and, and, and sleeping with who you want. I'm all for it. Do, get your rocks off. Do what you want to do. But you got to be safe in more than one way besides the, you know, wearing protection. Watch who, you know, meet in a public place. Mm-hmm. You're doing this tender thing. You're doing this bumble thing. You're doing this uh, grinder thing, whatever. Meet in a public place. Get a feel for the person. I really love when you hear about these bars that do the thing where you ask, you can ask for a special drink if the oh, person's okay. creepy. Like, if you can I get a double, you know, car crash or whatever? And they're like, that means call the police. Oh. Or can I get this? And that, that means when the, when the bar closes, can you have a, a bouncer walk me to my car? I think that's super cool. That needs to be into, implemented in more places yeah. because the, the 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 social media boom is is only getting bigger. People are only meeting more and finding more ways to meet up and you know take these kind of risks. Do it in a public place. Don't have somebody just come to your house and and have all your cars laid out on Front Street. Where it's like now I know where you live. I know yeah. what kind of car you drive. I know what time you get off work from our conversations. So I have you right where I want you, and now I can stalk you freely. Meet at a fucking you know, TGI Fridays, they have great mm-hmm. apps. Get some drinks, <laughs> feel it out over 20 minutes. And if you guys want to fuck, go fuck. But if they're creepy, you get out and you, they, they don't know where you live and stop talking to that person. Yeah. I can't stress that point anymore. I mean, these stories, every doing this podcast is really, one, it showed me, wow, you know, I already knew that women had a rough go at it in society as far as, um, the patriarchy and men just kind of thinking that, that women owe them something. But I didn't know how at risk women are on a day-to-day basis doing things that I just don't don't even think about. Mm-hmm. I think I've told this story in this podcast before, but when me and Sierra started dating, she was so she was like, oh my God, like you have a dog. That's so cool. Now I have a dog. I can go jogging again. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, well, now I can run with the dog. I was like, you could go jogging before. Yeah, but you know, like creepy people and yeah. I have like a dog and they won't mess with me. I was like, mm. I didn't even, wow. I mean, that's not why I got a dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, That wasn't one of my bonuses even of like having a dog. Like, well, now if I go for a walk, like if a person tries to kill me, I have a dog. That That's not even top seven things on my list of why I got a dog. Mm. You know, so that was just insane that women have to really think about stuff like that. It's pretty nuts, man. But, um... Every week, I, and every week, and every month, and every year, hopefully, that we do this podcast, I hope to learn as much as I can. I hope for us to become, you know, as self-aware and aware of, of as much stuff as we can be, and and be as helpful as we can to as many people as we can, in whatever way that that could be. And that's kind of my hope for this podcast, and continuing to learn every week. That's 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 all I got though for this week. Uh, there was. You're off the hook again, man. It's late. It's Father's Day. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it to you. I'm not gonna frazzle you before Father's Day. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that to you. I'm gonna give you the night off cool. once again, and then I'll catch you when you least expect it. Right. Um. Once again, uh, like I said, please 
Go check out Rewind the Love podcast. It's a great podcast. Sonya and Mike are super cool people. Sonya's on Twitter. You know, I don't. I, I think her tw- um, ad is Hillary Banks or something. It's really funny. Um, hit them up. Rewind the Love. I'll be on there at some point. Check that out. Download them. Rate them. Subscribe, please. You know, they're, they're a super cool podcast. And with that being said, I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner and true crime friend. So, Evans, happy Father's Day. Thank you. And we'll see you guys next week. Jesus. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.